right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who I am, if you're watching this later and you're like, somebody just sent me this, I don't know who this person is. (laughs) I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork in order so you can grow and scale your business and take advantage of opportunities that are only available to actual legitimate businesses. Now, when I say get your business paperwork in order, what do I mean? I mean getting your business registered with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers, making sure you have DUNS numbers, contracts, brand protection strategies, hiring employees properly. I help you do all of those things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do those things, I'm so happy that you asked. Hi, Cynthia39. I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both on and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there's just some things that you need to know. Um, if you would like like to uh, contact me to see how we can work together to get your business idea into a business reality, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Hello, Emlick Music. Oh, thank you, Latanya. Bags the correct way. That right. I might have to borrow that from you, girl. Okay. We got to have to talk. But yes. So if you would like to connect with me, you can go to linktree forward slash NPL consultant. You can set up a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you can also download my free biz launch cheat sheet. If it, uh, um, to, that, that will help you start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, as well, if you need a crash course in entrepreneurship, you want to pick up my business startup basics video training. It is four videos and three eBooks that give you all of the steps that you need to cover to really make your business legitimate and make it strong. Thank you for the money bags of Tanya. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, it's only $59 and that's a minor investment for a business that could bring you upwards of six figures. Um, some of my clients, you know, within a year of getting their business set up, they're already raking in six figures. So setting your business up the correct way is really important. Okay. Um, all right. So now I've talked enough about me. Let's get to the show. Uh, so the way that the show works, for some reason, you don't know how it works. I pull stories from the news, stories that you guys send me, stories, uh, that I see on gossip sites, and I pull the ones that I feel like have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and we talk about them. Yes, we do. Okay, so this is a discussion between us. I'm going to need y'all to put some comments in the boxes. I want y'all to give your opinions. If you have questions, please ask them. This is the time for us to converse. We are social distancing physically, but we don't have to social vi- distance uh, media-wise, okay? So talk to me, all right? So we are going to get started Apparently it's Thirsty Thursday and everybody's out at the virtual bar, (laughs) but that is all right. We're going to have a good time here. Um, All right. So the first case that we are talking about tonight, um, if you have heard of the music artist Pitbull, if you've heard of the music artist Pitbull, give me a P in the comments. And for those of you who are watching later who might not know who Pitbull is, Pitbull is a... 
Cuban American artist, um, based in Miami. Hi, see the goddess 83. Uh, you know, he makes very popular hits, um, like that, gosh, darn it. Like that song, um, gosh, what's his song? Shots, 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 shots. Yes, thank you, Sincere 39. Yes, that's Pitbull. Pitbull makes the, um, the shot song, okay? Um, and if you have ever paid attention to Pitbull's music, you know that it's high energy and everything. But in his songs, he always has this yell that he does. He always has this yell that he does. And he goes, yes, getting a drink on, Latanya, okay? <laughs> Pitbull equals P. All right. Um, uh, and Pitbull, he always gives this, um, this yell. He goes, ayo. In all his songs, you always hear it, right? Um, well, Pitbull has successfully trademarked his ayo. Um, hi, Dickens Byron. So that sound that Pitbull makes in his songs, it is legally protected by a federal trademark. And this is really good because there are only about 40 trademarks nationwide that are specifically for a sound, okay? It's a signature yell. So that means that if you use Pitbull's AO for any, for any type of advertisement or, you know, publicity, or media like that, you can get, you can get sued for infringement, okay, think about, um, this is really big, remember when Cardi B was trying to trademark, oh, right, everybody was like, oh yeah, Cardi's gonna get it, da 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 and she didn't end up getting it because she did not create it, and they could source it to other people, however, Pitbull's AO is something that is very, singular to him. I don't hear anybody else doing it in their music. And he has successfully turned that into a federally registered trademark. And he is in very rare company. Like I said, there are less than 40 trademarks for sound only. So we want to say congratulations to Pitbull for being able to trademark what is such a simple sound, but could probably rake in a lot of money. All right. So good for you, Pitbull. Um, so after that case, do we, um, so y'all know who Pitbull is. Are y'all Pitbull fans? If you're a Pitbull fan, give me a one. If you don't like Pitbull, give me a two. I'm like a one and a half. I can do one to two Pitbull songs in a set, but I can't do too much. Like, I I love the energy for what it is, but it sometimes, you know, I just need you to bring it down just a little bit. <laughs> but if you're a Pitbull fan, give me a one. If you don't really care about Pitbull, give me a two. But what we can all agree on is that Pitbull is a very smart man and he has trademarked his signature yell. So don't be out here putting AO in your advertisements or whatever, all right? Because people are going to come after you. <laughs> Thank you for the clapping hands, Latanya Williams. Um, Sincere39 said, didn't Dougie Fresh use that back in the day? Y'all, okay, neither one of you are Pitbull fans. That's cool. Um, didn't Dougie Fresh use that back in the day? Um, I don't know if Dougie Fresh used that back in the day, and I think it also depends on how you do it. Um, was Dougie Fresh doing the elongated AO? Yes, he is clever. Or was it just AO? Because Pitbulls is very distinct. If he goes AO, right? Something like that. So I don't know if Dougie Fresh was doing that in his music, but Pitbull, 
at least, or maybe Dougie Fresh did it and he didn't bother to trademark it. But Pitbull has, you know, he's like, this is my sound. I want it to represent me. And he went and he got the trademark. So congrats to Pitbull. Latanya, I'm so happy with your um with your participation and it's helping me see that I think the the delay on Facebook it's not just the device it's actually my connection um so thank you for that um so Facebook Lynn, I just want to let you know I tried to uh stream from another device today to see if we could kind of close up that gap that 30 to 60 second gap that happens between commentary and it doesn't seem to be working, okay? So it's it's not me. I've tried switching devices. It's the connection. I totally apologize. Or my connection with Facebook. Um, anyway, but good luck to Pitbull in all his endeavors, okay? Um, next story that we are talking about. Do you guys like to go on cruises? If you have ever been on a cruise, give me a cruise ship emoji or some type of boat emoji. If you've ever been on a cruise, give me some type, um, oh, since they're nine, uh, going back to Pitbull, since they're nine said, I remember a song he had, he said, A-O-I. That was one song, right? But Pitbull says the A-O in pretty much every song that he has. It's become like his signature sound. It's not just one thing from one song, you know? Um, um, any type of cruise since they're 39, it could be, you know, a day cruise for three hours. It could be a week long cruise, a weekend cruise. If you've been on a cruise, give me a cruise ship emoji. All right. Hello, Sir Victor Jones Moore. Um, okay. So why are we talking about cruises? Uh, thank you, Latanya Williams for the cruise ship. Um, oh, you don't really listen to Pitbull. That's cool. Um, all right. Here's why we're talking about cruise ships, all right? Um, in that case, yes, awesome. If, if you have heard of Royal Caribbean Cruises, give me an RC. If you've heard of Royal Caribbean Cruises. Um, so uh, why, why are we getting so into uh, uh, cruises, right? Um, we all know the situation that we're in right now. Um, cruise ships have particularly been affected by the current pandemic there, you know, cruise ships were not allowed to dock. People are sick on boats. Um, cruises have been canceled, you know, um, thank you for the, for the cruise ship emojis and the, 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 uh, the cruise, the cruise industry is under a lot of pressure right now. Thank you for the RC Latanya. They're under a lot of pressure, right? And we know that with COVID, we don't know how long this is going to last. And if cruises are going to, you know, make any type of comeback, they're probably going to have to change some of their processes in terms, hey, Zephyrina, in terms of keeping, um, you know, their, their cruise passengers safe. So guess what Royal Caribbean Cruises have done? They have filed a trademark for face masks. <laughs> Royal Caribbean Cruises has filed a trademark for the word sea face, S-E-A-F-A-C-E, um, for the, and the, the, the category they have trademarked it for is for sanitary masks for virus isolation purposes. They filed this trademark April 8th, so not too long ago, less than two weeks ago, I would say, um, less than two weeks ago, maybe a little over two weeks ago, but 
Royal Caribbean cruises, they are not letting COVID bring them down. They're like, you know what? We still want to do cruises. So we're going to do you one better. We're going to come out with our own brand of safety masks for all of our cruise people. So y'all can't say that we ain't doing our job. Um, so I want to know from you guys, if you are a person who likes to go on cruises, if you knew that the cruise was going to provide you with, you know, medical masks, safety masks to prevent diseases and viruses, would you go on the cruise? If you knew the cruise was going to give you a mask, would you still go on the cruise? Even knowing that, you know, there's the potential of COVID out there. Now, I'm sure they're not doing cruises anytime soon, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen down the line. So I guess they're just trying to cover themselves, right? But... Would a cruise line having, you know, being like, you know, as part of our package, you get, you know, a fresh med medical mask every day or whatever. Would that entice you to go on the cruise? Sincere39 said no with an exclamation point. He said, absolutely not. Keep your mask, Royal Caribbean. Um, what do y'all think? I personally, um, I've been on like day cruises. I, I haven't been on, you know, a, a week long or a weekend cruise. I just don't like being confined like that. Um, but um, I would not want to go on some type of trip where I had to wear protective gear to keep me from getting sick. That is going to take away from the joy of my vacation. I like, because having that mask on, I'm always going to be aware, oh my God, there's a virus going around. I, you know, all I got is this mask. That's my reasoning. So I want to know for you guys who may like cruises. Um, okay, Latanya Williams said, no, that ain't going to be no fun walking around with no mask on. I can't wear no bikini with no face mask on. <laughs> That's right. How you going to look cute in your two-piece and you got a mask over your face, all right? Although I have seen, I have seen some uh, bathing suits come out with matching masks. And um, I forget what company is doing masks now. I want to say Icon Swim. Icon Swim or Shein or one of those online boutiques. They are they are selling masks now, okay? Everybody's getting in on it. But when it comes to the cruise industry, you um you handing me a medical mask or promising me, yes, Latanya, you gotta be fly on the cruise. You gotta have, you know, your dresses. Your, the men got to have their linen suits. You got to have your toes on your sandals. Your makeup got to be flawless. Your hair got to be flawless. Nobody wants to put a mask over the mug. No, that takes away from the visual. <laughs> All right. But Royal Caribbean, they're like, you know what? We got to pivot. Things are different. So we got to do something to stand out. So in this case, they're like, we are going to come out with our own line of masks so that we can keep our potential customers safe. Now, whether this will work in their favor or, you know, blow up in their face, we'll have to see later. We don't know. And who knows? Maybe it might be a requirement for cruise ships going forward that they do keep some type of medical, um, you know, protective medical equipment on board for times when viruses do, if a virus does break out, because nobody was expecting this. And remember, we had cruise ships that were stuck out at sea. They couldn't come, the people couldn't come on to land. So I think Royal Caribbean is just trying to figure out how do we work our way around this? How do we stay in business? The best way is to, I guess, show people that we're being safe. I mean, good luck to them with them sea face masks, but I, I, you ain't going to see me on a Royal Caribbean cruise, okay? <laughs> but um, good luck to them, all right? 
Um, okay. Oh, we got a good group on Facebook. Hello, everybody. Latanya, tell everybody, say hi. I don't bite. Tell them I don't bite. <laughs> um, since 39 said, what about Legionnaire's disease on cruise ships? I do not know what Legionnaire's disease is. Um, is that something common on cruise ships? Cause I, I, I've heard the name Legionnaire's disease, but I have no idea what it is, you know, how it spreads or anything like that. So I can't speak to that right now. Um, okay. Um, but if you want to, if you want to tell me a little bit about it and put it in the comments, I'll read it. Um, I'll read it when you put it up, but we are going to move on to our next story. But before that, we're just going to do a quick commercial break. Hi guys. (laughs) Oh, it's a bacterial lung infection spread by water. Hmm. I don't know. Well, maybe the mask would help with that. I don't know, man. Um, all right. So before we move on to our next story, uh, want to remind you that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you'd like to see some back episodes of this show, you can go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. You can subscribe to the podcast. Sometimes you can't watch the video. All you can do is listen to the audio. So if you would like to see back episodes and see all the fun that we have on here, I want you to go subscribe to the YouTube page and the, and the podcast, um, right now. Okay. Um, now back to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, Latanya Williams said they'll be writing them off on their taxes. Everybody want to get some of that federal government money. Girl, tell me about it. You heard about, um, all those big chain restaurants that got the, the payment protection plan release. Shake Shack gave back their $10 million. Ruth Chris finally gave back $20 million because people were shaming them. Um, it's hard out here for a business. Um, but yes. (laughs) but moving on to our next story um does anybody here um (laughs) all the time you're so sweet she don't bite and you bet and you better get your business right (laughs) thank you you're gonna be my new pr person (laughs) all right next case we are talking about does anybody here is anybody here a bona fide member of um since 39, did I do a story on Kawhi Leonard? I did a story on him a while ago. Um, there was a trademark that he was filing and somebody tried to get it. <laughs> yes, because Pippin ain't easy. Hey, Natalia. Um, I, I remember doing a story on Kawhi Leonard since 39. Um, and it had to do with him filing a trademark and someone else trying to file it. But I, I just, I can't recall all the facts off the top of my head. But if you have a story about him, please send it to me. DM it to me, all right? All right, now let's get to our third story. Does anybody here watching today? Are you like you know a ver like uh, a verified? He lost a trademark against Nike. Ooh, I gotta look that up tomorrow. Sorry guys, I keep getting interrupted. Is anybody here a verified member of a Native American tribe? Meaning like you know you I, I I'm not sure how they how they officially register people into Native American tribes. Um, but I know that there is a process. You can't just say I got Indian. Uh, well, that's a, that's a, a, uh, that term is not used anymore, but you know, like when I was little, before we knew that we should not use that word, you know, everybody was like, Oh, I got Indian in my family. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. If you have, you like, you can literally say I am from this tribe, you know, my great, great grandmother or my great grandfather or something. If you are a member 
if you have, you know, verified ties to a Native American tribe, give me a one, okay? Um, why are we talking about Native American tribes today? Um, this is to, not that you're aware of, since if they're none, that's cool. Uh, my mom told me that I think my, one of my great grandmothers, they have to have a tribal number. Okay. All right. So if you have a tribal number from your, from your Native American group, I, I would say that's pretty good evidence that, you know, you have verified ties to uh, a Native American tribe. Um, okay. Anyway, that's how it goes. And they have to have proof. We know that in fashion, um, there is a nasty little habit of co-opting, um, cultural, cultural practices and, you know, cultural items, um, for, you know, mass production and for release into the general market, right? I've heard countless stories of, you know, people using, uh, you know, Peruvian prints or weaving styles. People try to sell, you know, Native American, you know, goods all the time. But if you didn't know, there is an actual law. It's called stealing. (laughs) I'm trying to be polite since it's 39. (laughs) Um, If you didn't know, there is actually a law that prevents people from using Native American art and weaving patterns and things like that for their own benefit if you do not have a connection to a Native American tribe. It is called the um the Indian the, the Indian Arts and Crafts Act. Um and it and it basically prevents you from if you're not a you know a bona fide member of a Native American tribe, you can't just go out here making Native American art and selling Native American things. Um, the, a Navajo, the Navajo tribe actually won, um, a case against Urban Outfitters because Urban Outfitters was selling Navajo drinking flasks and Navajo printed underwear. Okay. Um, so why am I giving you all of this background information? Hello, and to be natural. Um, all right. There is a company called My Teresa. Um, and they are distributed through Neiman Marcus. Okay. My, uh, if you looked in my stories today, I posted this sweater and I asked you guys, would you pay $2,600 for this sweater? 85% of you said no. And I am, I am, I count myself amongst that number. Ain't no way I'm paying 20. Well, the sweater is actually 2,500, but I'm sure there's tax. I'm not paying over $2,000 for a sweater period. All right. But, um, this company, my Teresa, they copied a native American, um, sorry, said, okay, thievery is a crime. Yes, it is. This company, my Teresa, um, copied a native American piece of art called discovering the angles of an electrified heart. Okay. Um, now here's the thing, this piece of art and the way that they weave the sweater is actually protected by copyright. Um, it copies, you know, a Native American style of weaving and pattern, again, that violates the Indian Arts and Crafts Act. And on top of that, this piece of artwork is protected, okay? Um, not only did my Teresa copy this pattern, they also used the term Raven's Tail 
as the name for this uh, for this sweater. And that name has a specific meaning within the Native American tribes that they took this work of art from. Just to give you guys some context, all of this is happening um, in the state of Alaska, okay? Um, hi, Miss Moore 352. Hey, OBZ. Yes. So my Teresa, they're like, you know what? We like this cute little Native American um, pattern. We're going to make a sweater out of it. We're going to call it Raven's Tail because we heard that's what, you know, the Inuit tribes are calling it. And they were out selling it in Neiman Marcus. Now, what they didn't know is that there is um, there is an organization called Sealaska Heritage Institute. Their job is to protect um, Alaskan art, Inuit art, Native American art that is generated from Alaska to protect it from being exploited from outside parties, okay? Um, they have sued My Teresa and Neiman Marcus for copyright infringement. They're saying that it is a violation of the Alaska Unfair Trade Practices and Consumer Protection Act. And on top of that, they're violating, violating the Indian Arts and Crafts Act. So My Teresa is going to have to come head to head with the Native American tribes. So my question to you, it, it, there is no question that they were at least inspired by this piece of art, by Native American art. My question to you is, do you think that the Native American tribes are going to be successful in this lawsuit against My Teresa and Neiman Marcus? Do you think that Neiman Marcus and My Teresa are going to fight back? Or do you think that they're going to try to settle? What do you think is going to happen between My Teresa and Neiman Marcus and these Native American tribes that are saying, hey, you stole our stuff. You can't make money from it. It's ours. What do you guys think is going to happen? Oh, wow. We're already at 830. Let me know what y'all think. What do you think? I personally think that Neiman Marcus and my Teresa, they're going to have to come to some settlement with the Native American tribes. Uh, Neiman Marcus just filed bankruptcy? I didn't even know that. Um, I think they're going to have to settle with these Native American tribes. Uh, if they're still in business, because we don't know what's going to happen with COVID, they might have to break them off a little piece of money. But at the very least, they're, they're going to have to stop selling these sweaters. That's my opinion. Latanya Williams said they will give them a settlement. But Latanya Williams, since the 39 said Neiman Marcus just filed bankruptcy, Right. So if Neiman Mar if they if they are suing Neiman Marcus and Neiman Marcus don't have no money, how's the Native American tribe supposed to get it? That's what I'm thinking. And if my Teresa, given COVID, um, there's a blog that I read, and a lot of brands they're worried that they're gonna have to fold and close their doors very soon. We don't know what my Teresa's status is, but what if my Teresa goes under too? And you know how are they going to settle with these Native American tribes? I don't know if these tribes are necessarily going to get any money, but I would. I have a strong gut feeling that uh, these these stores, Neiman Marcus and My Teresa, they're going to have to stop selling this sweater. All right, okay. So we have one more story. We're gonna go a little or over, but I want to talk about this because this story inspired the title uh, for the show tonight. Um, <clears throat> as you can see, the title of the show is "Get Your Name Off My Sausage." <laughs> It's not what you think. Get your names out. Get your minds out the gutter. Um, all right. So why are we talking about sausage today? Um, so in the state of Pennsylvania, there is an award-winning kielbasa shop. If you don't know what kielbasa is, it's fancy sausage. Okay. Um, this 
this uh, kielbasa shop is named Tarnowski's Kielbasa. It was started by a guy named John Vishnevsky. Um, he's run this kielbasa shop since November 2011. He applied for a trademark for Tarnowski's Kielbasa in uh, November of 2017, and the trademark was registered in September of 2018. So this guy, John Vishnevsky, he did his due diligence, he started his business, he's like, you know, our name's getting out there, I need to, to lock this down, and he filed his trademark protection for Tarnowski's Kielbasa. Here's the problem. In the state of Pennsylvania, there is a guy named Mark Tarnowski. And guess what Mark Tarnowski is, um, ha, um, Tarnowski's business is in? And I'm going to give you one guess. So remember, uh, John Vishnevsky's business is called Tarnowski's Kielbasa. He's located in Pennsylvania. Hi, Diamond Sweat, Aquafina. Um, and Tarnowski, and uh, Mark Tarnowski, who also lives in Pennsylvania, has started a business of his own, and I want you guys to guess what uh, what business he is in. And I'm not going to take too much time because we want to, um, you know, we don't want to leave the people of podcast land waiting. Polish sausages, yeah, kielbasa. There is a guy in Pennsylvania whose actual last name is Tarnowski, um, and he has started his own kielbasa business, and he is calling it Tarnowski Brothers Kielbasa. And obviously, John Vishnevsky of Tarnowski's Kielbasa, he is a little, he is a little myth. Yes, Latanya, I'm so serious. So, John Vishnevsky has filed a trademark infringement suit against Mark Tarnowski because he's like, I had this name first. I've been building this business up since 2011. I don't care if it's your name. I've got the trademark. What are you doing? Um, and basically Mark Tarnowski is like, well, it's my name and I want to use my name on my business. And he's kind of like, you know, digging his heels in. So my question to you guys is what should happen here? Because John Vishnevsky, he has the legal trademark for Tarnowski's kielbasa. Mark Tarnowski, his legal name is Tarnowski. Is there any way for these two kielbasa businessmen to exist in the same place? Latanya Williams asked who was first. John Vishnevsky was first. He started his kielbasa business in 2011. Mark Tarnowski has only started in the last year or so, okay? And um, John Vishnevsky has had his registered trademark since September of 2018. So he's going on about, you know, one almost two years of having his registered trademark. Meanwhile, Mark Tarnowski, I don't know, I don't know where he got the idea to start a kielbasa business, but he's like, well, I want to do kielbasa, and I'm going to call my Tarnowski brothers kielbasa. So, what do you think should happen here? Both of these businesses are located in the state of Pennsylvania. Do you think that there is that there that they can coexist in this place? Hi, one Nubian queen. How are you? Do you think that two Tarnowskis can exist in this place? Latanya Williams said, unfortunately, Mark cannot use the name. Um, and I tend to agree with you. I don't know. Do you guys remember, um, or not even remember, we all know who Rick Ross the rapper is, right? But do you know who Freeway Rick Ross is? Like, there, there was an actual, there's an actual gentleman whose name is Rick Ross, 
who Rick Ross, the rapper, based his name um, off of. And this guy, Rick Ross, went to court to get the rights to his name because, you know, he wanted to do some media things as well. And he lost because Rick Ross has the rights to the name Rick, Rick Ross, the rapper. Yes, the crack dealer has has the rights to the name Rick Ross, okay, even though that's not his given names. Sincere 39 said, this case is one for the courts. I, it's like, yeah, for me, I feel like the guy, John Vishnevsky, he has more of a standing. He's been running this kielbasa business since 2011, so it's not like he just popped out of here. He's been running it for like nine years. Where were you, Mark Tarnowski, right? And especially, he's had this trademark for almost two years. Yes, Rick Ross was a drug dealer, the original Rick Ross, and he was who the rapper Rick Ross based his name off of. And Rick Ross, the drug dealer, when he finally got out of prison, went to court to sue for the use of his name for commercial purposes, and he lost because Rick Ross, the rapper, had already beaten him to it, all right? Okay. So... Now we're back to Tarnowski. Who who should get the rights here? Vishnevsky, who who you know has been running this business for now for nine years, or Tarnowski, who has been who, whose name is Tarnowski, or is there room for them both to exist in the same place? What do you guys think? What do you think? What do you think? Hey 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 hey. <laughs> yes. Um, I personally think that John Vishnevsky is going to, to win, um, because he's just put, he's put in the work since day 39 said the one with the trademark. And I think you are absolutely right. It doesn't matter if it's your, like, until you, you know, shell over the money to tell the government, Hey, I would like to use this for business purposes. You don't really have a right to it. Okay. And John Vishnevsky did the work. He filed his trademark. He got he got his registration in September of 2018. You can't just pop up Mark Tarnowski and start selling your kielbasas. So you need to take Tarnowski Brothers off your kielbasas and find another name. <laughs> All right. Um, Vishn- Latanya said Vishnevsky wins as it does not matter if it's your last name. Right. Right. Okay. So those were the stories that I had for you tonight. Guys, you were an amazing audience. Thank you so much for your participation. Um, I hope the lag time was less on Facebook this time. I tried broadcasting from um, my phone instead of my tablet. So I hope that kind of eased up the delay time. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll rewatch to see what happens. Um, we will be back on Monday with more stories. Make sure you go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm to see... All the things that I have going on. Tanya Williams said it's called rubber stamping your name. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to do uh, do some research on that. Um, yeah, so we'll be back on Monday. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Check out all the things I'm doing. Ladies, go register for the Power of Three Women's Virtual Summit. It is free to attend. Um, um, thank you, Latanya, for your time and attention as well. Um, I can't wait to talk to you guys on Monday. Make sure you take care of yourselves, stay inside, wash your hands, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye, guys. Hey, Facebook. Says we're supposed to be chill this summer. What are you doing? You out here bullshitting. You gonna put that shirt on this summer? You're <laughs> Sorry, podcast people.